0: If only in the past that hadn't happened.
1: Oh. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Bloop, bloop, bloop.
0: You are a part of the Lucky 10,000. With your hosts, Evan and Emily. Season 2, Astrophysics.
1: Hey, guys. Hi, y'all. This is Evan. And Emily.
0: And we are the Lucky 10,000, the podcast that gets you luckier than traveling back in time to save someone you love through a wormhole. Or
1: like traveling back in time to keep Evan from getting the flu.
0: Oh, that as well. Well, what you gave me, I think, just sent my taste buds back in time. Oh, good. In my entire tongue, because they're escaping my mouth at the speed of light.
1: We'll get into that later.
0: But first, we'd like to thank Podbean and Stitcher for hosting us. Also, the... uh, I'm so used to doing the Bearded Ones one. I almost went down the Bearded Ones list.
1: Don't you dare. Also, the
0: Tangent Bound Network for adding us to their awesome list of shows. Don't forget, you can check us out on our own network, beardedpodsnetwork.com, featuring not only us, but Teddy and the Baseman, and the Bearded Ones Comedy Podcast, featuring also myself. Email us if you'd like to, uh, lucky10,000 at Gmail, our Twitter, at lucky10k, and if you would like to give us a five-star review on Stitcher and or iTunes we will read it on the air we still don't have any Evan I know let's go back in time and get people to start giving (laughs) us five star (laughs) reviews at the beginning of every episode done speaking of back in time we'll get to that in the future of the episode
1: Oh, my gosh. So, because
0: I think we realized that uh, we have a lot of subjects that sort of crisscross each other, we've sort of changed the schedule that we were going to use, and we decided to combine wormholes and time travel. Did we
1: ever post a a timeline of what we were going to do?
0: No, but we always talk about it at the end of the day. Oh, yeah,
1: we do. We probably shouldn't.
0: We probably should make it sound like we've been planning this for months. Yeah. So... Uh, we are have always as planned decided to do the fifth episode halfway through the first season wormholes a wormholes time slash travel time travel bum, bum, bum. Bum. or if you take it back in time bum. that's just reversing
1: so emily oh, yeah.
0: tell me about a good old wormhole
1: oh my gosh okay so american theoretical physicist john archibald wheeler
0: what a great name
1: Back in does the day... Does he talk like this? I mean... Uh, John Ortebald... No, he's American. Nah.
0: No, he should talk like that anyway. Yeah, that
1: he probably does. But um he coined the term wormhole in a 1957 paper co-authored by Charles Meisner. The term wormhole had been around, like, the hole in which worms burrow into food. I
0: studied Meisner. You have a plaid shirt?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> That's not what we're doing today. I hated that. Um... Uh, but yeah, the term wormhole, as it applies to these things in outer spaces, yes, John Archibald Wheeler came up with.
0: You have to say his name like
1: John John Archibald, Archibald Wheeler. Wheeler. Pip pip. Cheerio. Um pip
0: pip wormhole.
1: He thought that black holes could instead be wormholes yes. leading to other universes. Um. And there's this study by Theobalt Damour and Sergey Solodukin. Solodukin?
0: <laughs> I get a Solodukin so- after I've had uh, certain types of Indian food. That
1: is so gross. <laughs> Evan, we Same. are doing a highbrow <laughs> scientific <laughs> podcast. And hey, you have poopy jokes. It's biology. But those two human beings think that wormholes are warps in the fabric of space-time yes. that connect one place to another. Yes. So... Like we've done on previous on the podcast, mm-hmm. you have a piece of papier. Yeah. You fold it, mm-hmm. you shove a pencil through yep. it. That's the wormhole. Like the pencil that's, is the conduit that through that which you can go from worse to worse. Lucy.
0: That explains everything. That
1: explains it all. Um, and it can also be like a tunnel to another section of our sheet. So if you think yes. of like it's a flat piece of paper, you can take like one of those curly bendy straws and you put yes. one end here and another end here. It doesn't have to be the shortest right. path from one to another, but it uh, it can get you there soups quickly. Right,
0: because what you're saying is basically the... To get from point A to point B, we always have been told the shortest distance is a straight line. Correct. But for us to get to the other side of the universe in our lifetimes, it's simply impossible to go that it's many too million far. light years away. Yeah. So what you're actually doing is like the piece of paper, you're bending space and time together so that you could take a shortcut, a shorter yeah. passage from one hole to the other. Do you know why it's called wormhole?
1: Tell me everything.
0: Because the person that coined it well, not the person that coined it, but
1: yeah, I guess it would Someone have been. along Einstein, the line, Einstein,
0: yeah. I think, actually, because he had Ooh. a theory about wormholes. Ooh, um, they just imagined an apple.
1: Ah, oh. the worm crawls around
0: the apple. It's going to take him longer than simply boring a hole straight through the middle. Well, that's smart. I mean, it's 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 smart anyway because they're actually eating the apple. They're not just using it to travel. So right, they should eat it on the inside. We anyway.
1: should like eat through space time as we go, and then maybe exactly. we'd become superhuman. Exactly.
0: But Einstein actually theorized that
1: wormholes exist. Yeah. And. I think it's awesome. I think it is
0: too, but the problem with cuz I always wondered, my biggest curiosity before doing this research, based on what I do know of wormholes, which isn't much, yeah, is that uh, where do they come from? Do we make them? Are they natural? Well,
1: that's the thing. Like this these these two humans, Theobalt Damor and Sergey Solodikin. Mm-hmm. I'm calling him Solodikin cuz I'm not Solodekin. I'm not going to do that. Um, but two these two people the think that black holes could be wormholes or that they're like they're so they're they're similar that you have to like you can tell the difference between them um and the really only way to test the difference between what a black hole is and what a wormhole is is by like well, let's go inside and see. Which is something
0: we will simply never do.
1: Right, I mean, you could look at the radiation and there are different reasons for like the background radiation Mm -hmm. around a wormhole might just be canceled out because of other stuff around it. You know, like that Hawking um, radiation we kind of talked about last time around black holes. Um, Or, you know, so that's kind of hard to to feel. Um, But yeah, if it's a black hole, it's just gonna rip you apart. And if it's a wormhole, assuming that the wormhole doesn't, curl back on itself so there's some wormholes that they theorize that you go into and it'll just pop you right back and you're just stuck in this loop of like always going through the wormhole right does that make sense like it's like absolutely i go through the wormhole and it leads you to the beginning of the wormhole um so anyway if it's not a symmetric wormhole like that and it actually goes somewhere you would pop out and then the wormhole would just suck you back. Yeah. And then you'd go back in. Yeah. And then the wormhole would just suck you back. So you'd have to be in a spaceship. Yes. And you'd have to like go through the wormhole and then use the fuel of your ship to like push you out of the pull of the wormhole. And then you'd be like, oh, hello, universe. What's good?
0: Like a Solanduki.
1: Like a Soledookin. <laughs>
0: yeah. And you know, uh, so those guys I'd never heard of before. Thank yeah. you for bringing that information to the table. You're so welcome. And you had told me beforehand that you had a ton on wormholes. So I have I so much on. Did do nearly as much research as you, but the things I did oh, find that are interesting <gasps> are that uh, the big thing about wormholes and using wormholes is that Einstein did believe that they do exist, but they occur yeah. uh, so quickly that if Ooh. they occur at all in space, that they occur so fast that they basically they're tiny for one thing and then they form and then they have the tunnel and everything and yeah. then they disappear not necessarily just black holes joining each other but right. an actual wormhole so the question is if you wanted to use a wormhole what do you do you pump anti gravity or antimatter into it right to keep it open
1: well it's not actually antimatter oh it's, sorry it's uh it's called let me let me look for it if I had a a rustle of sheets, it would be like. Yep. Oh, there it is. Um, the ex- exotic matter that they call it. Uh huh. Um, isn't the same as dark matter or antimatter because it has, it is. Um, oh, what is it? It is negative. Matter, Ooh. meaning that it yes. contains negative I, I, energy density and a large yes. negative pressure. So like something that weighs twenty kilometer kilometers uh, <laughs> something that weighs twenty kilograms in our universe if you changed it to the negative matter, it would weigh negative 20 kilograms. Yes.
0: Okay, so I got it completely confused with antimatter. Well, th- and bad. that's
1: okay. I was thinking it was the same thing too until I ran across this person that was like, don't confuse it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I did. <laughs> I The whole time I was confused. <laughs> but yeah, that's why I, um, I just like correcting you.
0: Oh, uh, you should like correcting me.
1: Good. But yeah, that's something that I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know anything about antimatter. And I was like Googling it and I was like, this doesn't seem right. But- yeah, isn't that weird? It is weird. It's like not the absence of matter, it is like the opposite weight yeah. of the thing. The fact the fact that they to my me mind. is that
0: that thing actually that that somehow exists kind of. Yeah.
1: And that
0: you can use it. Like you find the wormhole, the wormhole opens, you shove that shit in there. And you're like, "Hey, it's staying open. We can use it now. Let's see where this goes."
1: Yeah. There yeah, this is like one of the the um the the uh reasoning of these these two homies um <laughs> The Darmoran Solodikans, sure D- DNS, the DNS homies. How's the wormholes coming, my homie? I'm hey, sure boo. They say that kind of stuff all the time. Um, but yet they think that you know it's this idea of exotic matter is inside all these black holes that they also think can just be wormholes. That black holes might also just be wormholes. That's
0: amazing, right? And what's interesting to me because I'll go ahead and tell you guys right now. Uh, Emily, especially with wormholes, is going to have way more of the science. I'm going to have way more of the pop fi- pop pop culture
1: Poppy, Pop pop
0: pop um, that one of my favorite science fiction movies, a fairly underrated science fiction movie. Actually, oh no. uh, contact with Jodie Foster
1: yeah. based on a
0: novel by Carl Sagan.
1: This contact was all over my my because in my it, research.
0: It was the thing. The book was the thing that made uh 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 astrophysicists go. Huh, why couldn't we use a wormhole to travel somewhere? Right. So I think people thought about them, but ah, that's... And then Carl Sagan goes, well, wait a second. We can't get to another side of the galaxy by normal means. We'll never be able to go to to go to the speed of light. Neil deGrasse Tyson says we can get close, that there's a possibility to get close, but we'll never be able to match the speed of light. How else do you get there? And then he took out a piece of paper, and he drew circles on he either end of it. It. And did it! everyone went, oh! What? And then Jodie Foster said, I'll do the movie.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen this movie.
0: It's so good. Okay. It is... Contact. Contact. It's well worth your time. It's not as much sci-fi as you think it is. So the movie tells the story of a woman, a girl, who loses her father, very young. Mm. She would lost her mother and shows she's very close with her father. He's a widower. And then he passes away. Yes. Very suddenly, very shockingly. What are you doing?
1: <laughs> I'm just like trying to like make contact with my father through time. Well, I'm just like I'm doing a mime like glass between me and Evan.
0: But then what's cool is she is an astronomer and she works on one of those that big array of 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 not telescopes, but there's one out in the out in the desert in in the west there.
1: Satellite?
0: I think they're just satellites. It's very specifically audio.
1: Oh. Because
0: they start getting a signal from like, deep space, ooh. it's just simply like prime numbers over and over and over again because ooh. the one thing that unifies everything is math. Math magic. So they realize not only is it an intelligent being who sent out the signal, it's instructions to build something. They don't know what it is. If you build it, they will come. That's exactly what happens.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Well, if we build it, we will go to them.
1: <laughs> if you build it, you can get to us from a wormhole.
0: That's exactly what the movie is. Yes! And it, it, it's not, you know, there's not a ton of sci-fi in it. It's all about the characters, but it's so well done. I loved it. Some people were disappointed in the ending. I will tell you what the ending is. <gasps> Spoilers! I was not, but that book apparently led to a lot of current astrophysicists going, let's really consider using wormholes as a way to travel from one end of the galaxy to the other.
1: Yeah. I think that's awesome. I just I was like, l- as you were talking and saying your nonsense things <laughs> about this movie that I'm never going to see, <laughs> I'm kidding. I love it. Um, I just saw that uh, I have a thing that talks about like uh, the the exotic matter, okay. is like the thing that keeps the wormhole open. Okay. I don't know that we specifically explained that when we talked about the exotic matter, I don't but think like we did. that's how. It kind of stabilizes the opening because, like you were saying, they like can form right. and then smush right closed. Right. But if you don't have that like exotic matter that like negative matter that's in there, it will smush back up. Yeah. But if it, it it can like be stabilized, but again, no one's ever found this exotic matter or this thing.
0: So much of it is theoretical. Yeah, it's so all much it's of it all, is purely it's all theoretical.
1: But I think I think it's a a very cool thing that like a black hole could be a wormhole.
0: I think it's amazing that we could utilize it because yeah. for the longest time, it's one of those things where you look at it and you go, okay, in our whole lifetime, even the, with the largest leaps in technology we've had in our lifetime, which I, I wonder if if people aren't going to look back at this generation as kind of a second industrial revolution or something with how yeah. quickly technology has has gone every year. Oh There's yeah! Something amazing like I think out. about
1: like when I was a kid, I was just like, "Oh, a computer in a classroom, right. <laughs> oh, you know, it's amazing."
0: Cordless phone. And now
1: kids are just like, "I have an iPad. I don't care, right. whatever." You know, my phone. It's amazing. Can do everything. Right. So um, I
0: wonder. So we're used to in our lifetime going. There's no way we're going to be able to really explore the galaxy past our own universe or past our uh, uh, the universe past our own galaxy. Yeah. And the idea of of utilizing a wormhole. I still don't think it's going to happen in our lifetime. Probably but not. But the idea it's is so, so cool exciting.
1: Yeah. Um I did find something that said that, you know, if black holes really are these wormholes mm-hmm. and they're like spitting everything that gets sucked into them into an alternate universe, yeah. um that what we think of as the Big Bang might in fact have been the result of another black hole just like happening to like spit out some junk what? into our universe. Like they were like, um, bloop, this like little atom goes over here, and then that atom like explodes it and becomes our universe. It was like came our bloop, universe. Saladukin universe. Soliducan. Isn't that amazing?
0: That's fantastic.
1: I think that's kind of cool. That's amazing. Um, there's like some stuff about these things called Lorentzian wormholes. Matt Visser is an assistant professor at the Washington University in St. Louis. Where and when you like, enter
0: the wormhole, it always takes you to wherever Lorenzo Lamas is.
1: Who is that?
0: He's an cheesy 80s actor. Moving I on. I
1: can't. <laughs> I can't with this. But basically, these Lorentzian wormholes are essentially shortcuts through space and time. They are mainly studied by experts in Einstein gravity, and if they exist in real life they would be like the wormholes we know from science well, now, fiction. what is the
0: difference between those wormholes and the wormholes we've been talking about?
1: Nothing. This is just like a more clear thing. There's another kind of wormhole. I can't remember the so name of it. Before, we were oh. just
0: talking sort of general Yeah, like general idea. They don't necessarily like go wormholes. anywhere. They just appear and we can maybe harness them. And These are wormholes that specifically do connect Two opposite ends of the universe. Yeah. Like okay. that's
1: a, like a theor- a theoretical wormhole still. Like still theoretical. There's another one called a Euclidean wormhole that I mm. can't wrap my mind around. So I'm not going to talk about okay. it. Because basically like the the long and short of the Euclidean wormholes that I researched were just like, they're like weird. They're hard to understand. Yeah. So yeah. So <laughs> I think they just have a lot to do with math and a lot to do with things I don't get.
0: Yeah. But you get math. I don't. But, but
1: the cool thing is that, like, these Orinstein wormholes are, like, kind of like that sci-fi yes, thing that we know about. Um, well, we, again, was, the so other we, thing that yeah. blows
0: my mind about this kind of stuff is it's is a lot of it is equation-based yet again. I yeah. watched a documentary about wormholes. Look at and, you. And, well, I actually watched one about time travel where the guy used an equation to explain something. Well, if X is this, then Y is this, then blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, how did it... Somebody that understands that looks at that. Chalkboard and goes. Oh, he's figured it out. I looked at chalkboard and went, I, "Uh,
1: pretty it's not- numbers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, chalk makes lines. <laughs> that's that's you inside your brain.
0: Yeah, always.
1: Um, we can't prove that these wormholes don't exist, though.
0: No, absolutely. Which is
1: kind of like, I guess the burden of proof is like we need to prove they do exist. But if the
0: equation matches, then that leads us to assume
1: that they could. That they could. That they could. Yeah, we just like don't have proof that they're out there. Not
0: physical proof yet.
1: Yeah. It, yeah, and again, like if they exist, they have to have a large amount of this negative mass to mm-hmm. keep them from collapsing. And we Yeah, it looks like they could they got a small amount of negative energy in a laboratory, mm-hmm. but to find that large amount of negative energy, it's like, oh, we don't quite have that technology to make that yet. Wow. But yeah, um so I mean it it could be if a lorenzian wormhole mm-hmm. specifically a lorenzian wormhole mm-hmm. exists it could it could be time travel for us.
0: That would be amazing. That would give us a Star Trek Deep Space 9 scenario. What is that? Okay, second piece of pop culture on the Ugh, episode. The sequel series to Star Trek the Next Generation because there was Star Trek the original series. Okay. Then a bunch of original series movies. Okay. Then Star Trek: The Next Generation.
1: Right, with 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 Picard. With um.
0: With uh, no, Amanda his name is Data. And
1: he's bald and Picard. Yeah, but his real name Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. <laughs> you don't even know his real name. I, I just watched an extras episode and he was in it, and oh, my brain hysterical. just like exploded. I love that. I was episode. like, wait, it's so funny. Uh, yeah, I can't remember his name. And
0: I looked at her and. All the clothes fell off.
1: That's horrible. <laughs> anyway,
0: um, um, so what the, there was a bunch of there were a bunch of Star Trek series. Right. My interest in the series kinds to wane after Next Generation. I watched the first couple of seasons of Deep Space Nine and enjoyed it, but I didn't get hooked on it like I did the others. Okay. However, it's the most revolutionary series because Deep Space Nine is actually a way station positioned at a wormhole. So when aliens are using the wormhole to travel, they stop off at the Deep Space Nine, like it's a QT or something, and you just cross that's amazing. the state line. Jason and I at one point had a really funny bit about that a couple of years ago on the Bearded Ones podcast. And But that's the whole plot of the thing. Is it So it, instead of this spaceship going out and exploring the galaxy, right? the aliens are coming to them.
1: And oh. that gave them the
0: opportunity to They're have like, all kinds hey. of interactions, and these warring factions would end up staying there, and they got so it's like the we have an
1: alien hotel. You can chill with us, basically.
0: Yeah, and if we could use wormholes to travel, why wouldn't you want somewhere at the end of that wormhole where you could be like, "We've been driving for a while, guys, kids, let's make a pit stop. Let's
1: stretch our legs.
0: Exactly, stretch our space legs.
1: Amazing. Um, Stephen Hawking and Brian Cox mm-hmm. believe that. Like, they believe in wormholes. I do, too. Isn't that awesome?
0: If Stephen Hawking believes it, I believe it. Uh, yeah. Except for the whole cheating on his wife thing.
1: Stephen Hawking cheated on his wife? Supposedly. Oh. I didn't <laughs> watch that theory of everything. I'm not a I fan. I didn't see that movie.
0: I just heard years ago. It doesn't matter.
1: Whatever. He's a brilliant man. Moving on. Um, But, yeah, basically, all based on relativity, like, the idea of, like, like traveling at the speed of light. Yeah is what can get you to travel through space-time. Yes. And you wouldn't have to... Yeah, you would just be moving so fast. It's like that twins thing that we talked yes. about last time, where like twin on earth, twin traveling at the speed of light, the twins traveling at the speed of light will be younger right. than the twin on earth. My yeah, dad would I, tell me that as a kid, and I was like, My brain doesn't make sense. Time doesn't work that like pit. that.
0: I saw it uh animated, and it was so <gasps> cool to see it animated because they started off with the pictures of the two twins. Yeah. And then the one twin goes up into space, and then they show him coming back down as Let's see, he was about he was about ten or eleven years old. Yeah. And then they show his other twin, his twin's like eighty.
1: It's so weird. <laughs> Isn't that amazing?
0: Yeah. And you know what? They one of the reasons that we we have to use this practically is satellites. Because satellites, yeah. we have to reprogram them the slightly GPS. off of what the time is down here. Right.
1: That's amazing. And yeah. so
0: military people have to learn this shit.
1: Things yeah, things that travel faster, things traveling yeah. faster age less. Like yes from, like, 60 miles an hour to zero miles an hour mm-hmm. is, like, negligible. Yeah. But still, it's there.
0: So what we're recommending is drive at 100 miles an hour all the time, never leave your car.
1: And you will be young forever. You will be
0: young forever. That's not true. Don't do that, for no. real. No,
1: no, not agreed. No. Um, But, yeah, we can't, like, humans can't travel at the speed of light. No. So the theory is to use the wormhole to transport us through the flippin' space. Yeah, it looks like, yeah, it was theorized in 1916, and this this dude Kip Thorne kept showing yeah. up in my He showed up last stuff. week. Oh yeah, was Kip Thorne here He's last Kip week? Kip Thorne that
0: made the bet with Stephen Hawking about Kip the black holes.
1: Thorne. Kip Thorne. There he is. But yeah, he showed up and he in the 80s he was all about the wormholes. He executive produced the mind bending time travel blockbuster. I'm reading that. I have no, <laughs> I've never seen it. Interstellar. Oh, okay. can you believe that? He executive I, produced that.
0: Yeah, well I haven't actually seen that one, but I know it. It's Christopher Nolan and it's Matthew McConaughey. And hi, uh, hi, 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 hey, hi. Hey, hey. Th- hey, hey, hey. Let's go into a let's go into a black hole, y'all. All right, all right, all right.
1: Just staring wormhole, out a window. Wormhole,
0: wormhole, wormhole. <laughs> he has that
1: like weird black turkey, brown, black turkey. I can't. He has Wild a black turkey. turkey? <laughs> no, there's some like. Liquor Check commercial. Check out my turkey, y'all.
0: It's <laughs> the only black turkey in no, the No, there's like the
1: weirdest <laughs> whiskey commercial that oh, he's yeah. on. No, just, he's like... The
0: Lincoln commercial, too, and he's, like, is really weird. He's
1: clapping and like dancing around. I'm like, you're so weird.
0: That Lincoln he's... car commercial is really weird, too. Yeah, he's the opposite. But um, supposedly, and I am a huge fan of, of the director, uh, Christopher Nolan, so I, I do need to see it. But um, yeah. supposedly, they really tried as hard as they could to show. Wormholes and black holes—the way physicists think they should be. Of course, liberties were taken. Yeah. Because it's a movie. Yeah. But they really like worked with that Kip Thorne guy a lot to go like, this is what it would probably look like if we were closer. This is I what it love might be it. like on the event horizon. I've seen uh clips of what happens when they start to enter the wormhole, and it's mm-hmm. fucking intense.
1: Is it like a black hole?
0: Kind of. Do you get yeah. spaghetti
1: facade? Spaghettification, sort of. Spaghettified. It's it's difficult. It's weird. It's it's
0: weird. Shit happens. That's all I'll say. Always good. Weird shit's always good. Hey guys, this is Evan. Hey, Jason Underwood. And if you're enjoying listening to the Lucky 10,000, then come on over to a podcast where nobody's ever getting lucky, ever. Here on the Lucky 10,000, you're here to learn, but with the bearded ones, we're here to make you laugh. And and maybe you'll learn something while you're laughing. Yeah, learn something like about Batman. <laughs> I mean, for we were on a stint of Matlock for a while. It was funny to me. The, hey, I mean, I enjoy it. Eh? <laughs> yeah, that's not how you sell Come anything. Come on over listen to the Bearded Ones podcast, I guess. I yeah, mean, I, I like it.
1: I'd be a shit salesman. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> Come buy this car. I mean, I drove it once. You, yeah, probably, you probably wouldn't like yeah, it. Yeah, you don't want to do <laughs> <you> it. <laughs> yeah, know yeah. what? Fuck this. Don't listen to Bearded Ones. <laughs> Come on, check us out. Bearded Ones Comedy Podcast on the Bearded Pods Network. I knew that. I didn't know that. Well, that's why we're here, listening to the Lucky 10,000. You learn something new with every episode. And while you're here at the Bearded Pods Network, you might want to come and give us some pod love. We're Teddy and the Bass Man.
1: We cover all sorts of subjects, speak with tons of interesting guests, and entertain you with a melange of vintage commercials and jingles, and a whole plethora of eclectic music. You might even learn something from us as well. It'll probably be about bondage, but... Teddy and the Baseman. So, basically, I have, like, some stuff about what the experts say about time travel.
0: Oh, we're like moving they... on to time travel now?
1: Well, I mean, wormholes kind of lead themselves to, to time travel. Just making that's... sure
0: there was nothing else you want to say about I wormholes. I don't
1: think there's anything else I want to say about wormholes. Like it's Like, it's hard to... We can't really prove that they're there. Right. We have to have like this weird exotic matter that we can't quite make. Right. Um. Some people think that we could like make wormholes. Right. We could create them. Which would be they're all really cool. like you were saying about like the tiny baby ones. Mm-hmm. Um. People think that we could make a tiny shove baby that one.
0: Matter in there.
1: Right. We could make a tiny baby one, and then because they're so small, mm-hmm. we could just go like bloop bloop, yeah. and see like d- where does it go to? Yeah. You know where does it lead? That would be if amazing. If it's super tiny, then we can. We can see that quickly at instead least of could, like we
0: could use it as almost a, a particle smasher. Send some send some some, some right. neurons in, in and there, be see like, what hey, happens.
1: are you going to another universe? Are you yeah. maybe? But yeah, but be able to see, um, yeah, because if we have one that's gigantic, that yeah. we still can't make, um, or if we found one naturally I mean, occurring, we wouldn't want to send
0: ourselves in there at first anyway. Right. We send something else.
1: But it would even if we could send ourselves, it would take so long yeah. for even or even if we sent like a couple atoms or like a ship a or probe. whatever, yeah. a probe in, it would take forever for it to like possibly get back to us. Yes. Because we might be a billion it might be a billion years later right. that we get it back and people are like, What is this weird probe right. thing? you know? <laughs> so we've lost um, all our
0: records because we've had the civil war of twenty thirty and right. everyone's died.
1: Yeah. Like no, there's no there's no humans left, yeah. so it doesn't matter. So who knows?
0: Just the uh, evolved dogs on the planet. We just go, what's this?
1: I I can't believe that our future (laughs) is is in the hands or paws of dogs. I can't.
0: It might be in better paws than it is hands now.
1: I can't believe that. No. I refuse.
0: But so moving on to time travel. This is something I'll be able to contribute more from the scientific side (gasps) and the pop culture side.
1: Oh my gosh. You're going to talk endlessly. I can't wait.
0: I am. But you started, so I'll let you start. Connect wormholes to time travel.
1: Well, I mean, wormholes are the theoretically best way to get through time travel yes. because you're not only traveling through space, we're traveling through space time right. Um a wormhole, based on what I've found, a wormhole kind of would have to um, yeah, it it could connect to another universe. It could connect to our same universe at a different time. Yeah, the wormhole could connect us to another universe. Or the wormhole could like connect us to another time. Like
0: black holes, it's bending space.
1: In our universe.
0: And time, which is amazing. Now, uh, revisiting an old friend, Brian Green. Brian one of the first Green,
1: big- I've missed him. I have missed him too. Uncle Where's Brian. he been?
0: Uh, he said in a video I found uh, at the very beginning of it, the video's name is Time Travel is Possible.
1: Oh my gosh, I Googled, is time travel possible? And I didn't even get that video. Well,
0: because I go to YouTube instead of just the regular internet.
1: Oh, um, it always does me wrong. Let
0: me continue to go to YouTube and you continue to use the rest of the internet. Perfect. Um, he said at the very beginning of this clip, yes, time travel is possible. <gasps> and so you, as a viewer, you go, oh, really? And then he goes, to the future.
1: Right. And that's kind of what talking I found about too. What we were just talking
0: about with uh, with the twin thing. Anytime you're out of relativity with something else, you're gonna age slower than it will, or vice versa. Which right. Which means technically you are traveling into the future. Because what is something like Buck Rogers, except for a guy that just stopped that his aging process slowed down while Who's everybody Buck else Rogers? stayed normal? He's a modern guy that gets frozen in time and wakes up a couple of hundred years into the future.
1: Is this pop culture again?
0: Yep. But that's not even on my list.
1: Oh, good. Evan, you and I are traveling into the future right now. Exactly. We're all time traveling together.
0: And now on that same video, he was, the big thing is, can we travel into the past? He goes, probably not, but... Why? Well, let's find out. Oh my gosh, I love this. Um... Well, here's a big thing that actually, this is a thought I've had many, many times when talking about time. Because everyone's more interested about time travel into the past than they are about time travel into the future. That seems okay. to be the more interesting thing. Right. Uh, most Everyone time wants travel to do movies, that. people go into the past because right. the past has this sort of amorphous. I'll never be able to to verify this. It's it's just a ghost to me. I want to yeah. see it. I want to go back and, and see. And it's dinosaurs. like
1: regrettable, right? Yes. Like, oh, I did something bad. I want to fix it. Or you know, just, it's
0: a mystery. What do dinosaurs really look like. I don't know. We, right. we, can, we can assume, but we don't But I know. think the
1: future is just as much a, as a mystery as what it the is, past is. But I
0: think people are scared of the future because the future is uncertain. People know what happened in the past. I guess past, it's true. And they can go back and, and watch it, like watching a movie. But someone brought up a very, very good point. And this is something I, I'm not that intelligent, but I have, yes, you I are, have Evan. thought this for years. If time travel, the ability to time travel into the past existed, wouldn't we have people at some point from the future that we would run into at some point in our right. whole history? Why I, has why has no one come from the future?
1: Do you want me to answer that? I mean, there
0: are people that said they have, but they're all insane.
1: Would you like me to answer that question? Yes, please. Because from what I found, if we're if we're thinking of time travel, it, whether wormhole or otherwise, there are a couple different theories of of time travel I sure. found, and we might get into later, but. Specifically with wormholes, the the scientists think I think like Kip is one of the dudes too who thinks this Kip Thorne, yeah, uh, our buddy, that the wormhole has to exist, like n- like if someone were to time travel to this moment now right. where we are, the wormhole would have to exist now for a future person to travel back in time to here. So
0: it has to be specifically the exit of a wormhole. If we right. are using wormholes.
1: if Yeah, right, if we're using wormholes. So if a wormhole exists... Wouldn't
0: it be fucked up if as soon as you said that somebody just popped up? <laughs> I'd be like, this is
1: amazing! <laughs> but, like, that's why I think it's so... Like, Einstein thought, like, maybe there are wormholes that were happening during the Big Bang that, yeah. like, happened and then shut and happened and then right. shut, that we could go all the way back there, but then, like, we wouldn't be able to survive. Right. What are you looking for? My
0: phone. Oh, it I went like sh- bloop bloop bloop. Yeah.
1: Do you want me to call it?
0: Um no, I don't want to keep interrupting you. You keep talking, I'm listening. There's just something. I know. It. Okay. Uh, at some point, don't let me forget. There is something really really fascinating I want to show <gasps> you. Have
1: to see it. Oh, okay okay. Um, but yeah, so these wormholes, we could we could go back to the beginning of the Big Bang but then we would probably die cuz we didn't true. have a place to, to, to yeah to live but, but, i mean you know, i guess we could but, say, but who knows
0: knowing that knowing the way the past went yeah if you could travel back in if it, at any point in our future it becomes possible to travel back in time wouldn't you want to travel back and stop hitler wouldn't you want to travel back there in...
1: mike kaplan has a very funny joke okay about time travel and hitler he says it at the beginning of his routine the beginning of his hour Great. he says um to conclude a, a time travel joke about Hitler. And then he like does the rest of his, his uh, stand-up, and then at the end he comes back to oh, it. But basically he says, we can prove that time travel exists because as soon as time travel is possible... Every Jewish person is going to want to go back in time and kill Hitler. Yes. And the Jews will just be going back in time trying to murder Hitler. From the time he was born, oh, he I will always have Jewish people trying to murder him. They will shoot him, yeah. and he will. Ju- but he will just barely... Yeah. That he will miss him every time until he grows up and becomes the chancellor and says, we're going to murder all Jewish people because they've been murdering me my whole life. I don't know life. when
0: this guy had this bit, but um, I think it's an old sci-fi story.
1: That's amazing. <laughs> but he was just like, he was like, I can prove the and he proves that time travel exists. Because Hitler was exactly
0: who the because, past says he was. Yeah. That's a, that's pretty fascinating.
1: And that's why he wanted to murder Jewish people. Well, speaking of of pop culture... Yes. Do we want to get into some in pop culture, or do you have let's, more you want to say first? Let's do it. No, I would love to hear like what pop culture says. Oh God,
0: there's so much.
1: And maybe like some of the theories and stuff, um, uh, and like what ton, the experts say will like overlap.
0: Not a ton of theories in the stuff that I pulled. This is just the stuff oh, yeah. that I remember that affected me that had anything to do with time right. travel. Right, but
1: like you might have something like in this movie, this maybe. kind of time travel happens. So I'll be like, oh, that's like this version of yeah, it could be, or maybe um, not,
0: or maybe not. It'll Boop. all be for naught. Um, a lot of Star Trek on this list.
1: Of course. It is the
0: grandfather of all modern sci-fi. But speaking of Star Trek Deep Space
1: Grandmother. Nine.
0: Grandmother. Or grand person. Or grand gender. GG. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so in Star Trek Deep Space Nine, mm-hmm. there was a very famous episode, well let me go back, of the original series called The Trouble with Triples." It the Trouble with Tribbles? The Trouble with Tribbles. It was their lighthearted episode Aww. about these little furry creatures. Their Christmas episode? Basically, yeah. Were
1: they porgs?
0: No. Porgs oh. were around in the original series. Although oh. they came back in the Enterprise series, which is a prequel to the original series and I call bullshit.
1: Wait, say that again?
0: They ended up doing a prequel series to the original series and the Borg ended up in that one and I called it. Oh bullshit. no,
1: no, no. I mean Porgs, Like Oh, po- Puh. I thought you said Borg. No, I'm not I don't know anything about Star Trek. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: Did the Vulcan they... show up there? I know Vulcan, Honestly, that's all I because know. Because
0: this was the sixties and they had no budget. It literally was like a ball of fake fur and that was. Oh. It. But it became a very famous episode because these things were very cute, but they made oh. it like rabbits oh. times a thousand. Really? So they were everywhere. Yay! And I love this
1: episode. I'm going to go home and watch it.
0: It's pretty cute. So in an episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, they realize, well, the way they did the episode was there's an actor that was still alive who was in the episode The Trouble with Tribbles. Okay. And they said, okay, let's construct a premise where we have to go back in time into the episode the Trouble with Triples, because this actor that's still alive goes back in time to sabotage something. Oh. And we have to go back there and stop him without anyone knowing that we're there, therefore not change the course of history. Oh. So they use CGI to insert the characters from Deep Space Nine into the Trouble with Tribbles episode and happened, I gotta be fair, pretty seamlessly for the most part, especially for TV. Wow. There's even a moment when Captain Kirk is addressing a bunch of uh, his crew people that got into a fight. And one of the D Space Nine characters is in line with them. And Kirk like walks right by him and looks at him. And it's done pretty well. Oh, good. So that's just an episode of fun time travel.
1: Yeah. So, it's, so they went back in time to fix something or to they alter something that happened. They went back in time to prevent something. Perfect.
0: From happening that, should, that would change the timeline.
1: Perfect. So that is like the single changeable timeline theory that like, yeah, this one says that like a lot of mm, like pop culture uses this, but it's basically the the actions in the past immediately change the future that like when you go back in time and stir the pot something different comes yes. out on the other end. I guess it's like Back to the Future. Back to the Future, which you I don't have back, on my list blah, 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 because blah, 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 blah.
0: everybody knows Back to the Future. Yeah. I'm not saying the ones I found are obscure, but everybody knows Back to the Future. It's great. We all love yeah. it. It's fantastic.
1: I don't know Back to the Future because I've what? never seen it. Um, but... Emily. I, I, <laughs>
0: click, 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 I literally... No, come
1: click, back! No! Click, 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 click. Back to the Future, people! Uh, I, well, we're going to go back in time, and I'm going to erase that that ever happened.
0: You could just go back in time and watch the movie.
1: I could. But I'm not going to. If you have
0: the power to go back in time. Mm,
1: yeah, Actually, if I'm you not- have the power
0: to go back in time and you use it just to watch a movie, that's kind of a waste. That's
1: pretty boring. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that this this one also reminded me of when Harry and Hermione and Ron ah, yes. used yes use the time turner to go back much. in time and try to save Buckbeak. See, guys, she knows Harry Potter. That's it. That is exactly
0: what it is. And I loved that section of the book and the movie it's so good. everything that happened that you saw from one side, you got to see from the other side right. later.
1: And the thing is that that one I guess wasn't actually a single changeable timeline. Things always happened the, the way that they were going well, to happen.
0: that's actually my favorite type of time travel and it's my last on my list for oh, great. favorite pop culture. Okay, well
1: then we, I, time won't, travel movies, I won't rush you.
0: We will get to that. Okay, great. Uh, go ahead. Next Continue one we go with the other thing. Star Trek the original series,
1: oh, which rich. is
0: again, uh, a don't change the past or it will affect the future episode right. where they go back in time. The crew, Kirk and Spock, go back in time to uh, 1920s New York, and uh, there was a woman who was uh, hit and killed by a car, and uh, her death, it's been a while since I've seen the episode, really started something, started a movement or something along those lines. Oh my but gosh. Kirk meets her, and not knowing it, not realizing it's her... Or realizing it's her, but he just can't help himself because he's a ladies man, falls completely in love with her and then has to let her die. (gasps) So that the timeline does not get destroyed.
1: Oh Kirky. It
0: was it was a rough one for him.
1: That's bad.
0: It's pretty bad
1: man so this single changeable timeline brings up also the question this like the grandfather paradox the grandfather
0: paradox i was just getting ready to bring that up Br-
1: to bring it on boo well, tell it's, me everything it's, it's
0: always been one of those things that i couldn't wrap my head around either and this is why the number the number 10 on my list is the number 10 on my list because i love it it makes so much sense but the whole idea of the grandfather paradox is if you go back in time and kill your grandfather Therefore, you erase yourself from existence because he was never around to create your parents, to create you. That's the grandfather paradox, basically. However, if you do kill your grandfather, and therefore you are never born, you can never go back in time to kill your grandfather. Therefore, he exists. Therefore, you were born. Therefore, you go back in time to kill him. Therefore, you don't exist. I.e. paradox. you could not ha- have gone back in time it to kill him. It
1: keeps <laughs> It keeps doing it.
0: That's what I've always wondered about, that kind of thing. Like Paradox. And that's kind of what Back to the Future is about. Yeah. Marty has to, has to make sure, accidentally allows his parents, on, on the night that they're supposed to meet and fall in love, accidentally screws that up. Yeah. So now he realizes, oh my God, I've got to fix things or I won't exist. Yeah. And that's a tough one. I don't think that's the way it goes. Like, if time travel to the past were scientifically possible, I don't think it could go that way, and I'll get into why later.
1: Yeah, and I think it, I I feel like it kind of goes back to that, like, well, we'll talk about it. The
0: answer, though, there is an answer to the grandfather paradox.
1: Ooh, I can't wait.
0: And it goes back to multiverses. Oh! if, if you go kill your grandfather Starts an alternate timeline. Starts right. an alternate universe. That
1: I was trying to look for that in my notes. I think I saw something about that, but I just don't know where it is. Oh, well, I found
0: this from uh, Peter okay K O K, and he had a, he has a, a pretty fun little lecture on it oh, on, yes. uh, mm-hmm, on on mm-hmm, YouTube. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he was the one that I'd heard of the grandfather paradox. I never considered the multiverse answer to the grandfather paradox. Right. Or the parallel universe answer. To the, right. to the grandfather yeah, paradox. Yeah, I
1: have it right here. It says the many worlds interpretation But theory. that's exactly but what ahead. we talked
0: about in the premiere episode. Yeah. Star Trek, the new movies. Completely the right. timeline Different because timeline. the past got changed, but both timelines still Valid. exist.
1: Yeah. So like if you go and kill, back in time and kill your grandfather. You
0: still exist because you exist in your timeline. Yeah. You he doesn't exist.
1: Yeah. You haven't wiped out the timeline in right. which I jumped into a time machine he just no longer exists in this timeline. Right.
0: So you have and you a new won't, timeline where you won't where be you born never in that timeline born. anyway. Yeah. And in your timeline, you're still there, everything's fine.
1: Isn't that weird? But then
0: if nothing changes in your timeline, why uh-huh. would you want to do it in the first place?
1: Right. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Maybe you just want to and kill. And I mean,
1: why do you want to kill your grandfather?
0: Maybe he's a dick.
1: Yeah. But then that like, well, yeah, maybe like for the good of the herd, yeah. like, You're like for well, the have good of the world, we're gonna be like, a, you know what? It yeah. may kill me, but I'm gonna get rid of this horrible person. In this
0: timeline, anyway, they won't have to deal with this jackass. Oh, that's what I want to be the plot of a time travel movie. Ethical just
1: questions, Evan. <laughs> one <laughs> guy like just going, you know what? My ethics. grandfather.
0: Not that he did anything terrible. Not that he murdered millions of people. He was just a dick. And I think at least one timeline would be better off without him. It's horrible. So Are there
1: any movies that do things like that? Yes. That have the uh, many worlds that create new timelines? Oh pretty
0: much well, I mean, like I just said, the new Star Trek new star franchise. Trek. Um, Blah, whatever.
1: JJ Abrams.
0: Yeah. Fucker. Um Well, I was gonna save this for later in the list because I'm not done with the Star Trek section. No, yet. keep
1: Star Trekking. Okay. Star Trek it on, man. Well, we've we
0: have discussed off mic the episode that I think Quentin Tarantino wants to make into a movie, and that is <gasps> the definition of Star Trek Next Generation, everyone knows it. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Yesterday's Enterprise, the definition of you one love event. You love it. It's such a good episode. One event completely irrevocably changing the future for the worse, and you have to sacrifice yourself to go back and reset it. I, I've i got so much more to get to. Just go watch the episode. It's fantastic. It's amazing. But in a very fun example, Star Trek Next Generation Another ex- example of time travel in Star Trek Next Generation is uh, Data. Data's the robot. On there. He's an android.
1: I think I ran across this in a trivia question. Oh. Um... Uh, Evan and I played these trivia games that are on our phones oh, that are yeah, fun. Oh yeah yeah yeah. But I think that they were like who is the leader of the enterprise and they were like Data Spock oh, did Captain you Kirk. Data? And I was like I know it's Captain Kirk ah. but are these fake names that they're trying to confuse uh, no, me? No no Data. And they're not Data's real. Oh. Tell me more.
0: Brent Spiner played Data for mm-hmm. all 7 seasons of the Next Generation and Ooh. in all f- 4 Next Generation movies. Mm. And uh he is basically the next generation's answer to Mr. Spock because he's an emotionless android that just wants to feel something. He wants to be human. That's his whole goal in life.
1: Is he also uh What is Spock?
0: Uh, no, he's he's a robot. Spock he's is a Vulcan. Spock.
1: I was gonna say Vulcan, but I was afraid of being stupid. Click, 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 click. No, come click, click, back! I'm sorry! Uh, no, Star Data's Trek. just an android. Just oh, a super okay.
0: intelligent android. Brr. And he ended up being most people's favorite character on the show. I love it. Um, He's awesome. So but what it, did Data do? Well, they're in this cave down on this planet, right? All of a sudden they find Data's head. What? In this cave. And they pick it up and they're like, the fuck is your head doing here? And then they date it and it's like four hundred years old.
1: Oh my god. They're going,
0: How did your head get to be four hundred years old in this cave? And then events for the rest of the episode end up sending him back (gasps) four hundred years where he meets Samuel Clemens. Oh my and has gosh. an interaction with him. And then in the effort of trying to get back to the future, gets his head blown off.
1: Back to the future. Mm-hmm. And
0: his body gets sent back to the future, but his head stays at the past. Oh my gosh. So when they get him back in the future, they go, well, we got the 400-year-old head, so let's just put that back on and everything's fine. Because he's super advanced technology.
1: <coughs> that just blew my mind.
0: <laughs> it's a great episode. So his
1: head... Was left back in time.
0: Yes, and just stayed there for 400, for 400 years, years until they found until it. Until
1: they picked it up, and then his body came back. His body I was already
0: back. They saved his body, but his head got left behind.
1: But doesn't that mean there are two? He- there's another head now sitting in the cave?
0: Because that's what happened.
1: Uh, <laughs> my brain hurts.
0: Great episode. I love it. Um, the last Star Trek time travel reference. Mm-hmm is most people's original series Star Trek movie favorite. Okay. Uh, It's called Star Trek IV The Voyage Home.
1: The Voyage Home.
0: <laughs> you would actually really like this one. I
1: this feel was... like I've heard of that. Uh, that was a yawn. I'm sorry. I'm not okay. bored. I'm just sneaky. <laughs> well,
0: there were like six original series Star Trek movies. Okay. Uh, The second one, the one that it is a lot of people's favorite, and the one that kind of saved the movie franchise, because the first Star Trek movie came out, and it was great, and it was cerebral, and the effects were great, but it was like two hours- it was very slow paced, and a lot of people oh. saw the most boring thing they'd ever seen. So, they made sort of an action y sequel to get people back into the franchise, mm. which was the Wrath of Khan. Wrath Spock, of Khan! Well, spoilers, Spock dies at the end of Wrath of Khan. What? So, then in Star Trek three, so really, Star Trek two, Star Trek three, and Star Trek four are almost all one story because it's this, there's no space in between each movie. One wow. movie leads directly into the next. So, Spock dies at the end of two. They go back, spoilers, and resurrect him in the third one, Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock. Amazing. And in the process of that, the Enterprise gets destroyed. But they tricked some Klingons, so they stole a Klingon warbird, their ship, and all the Klingons got killed. So now they're on their way back to Earth in Star Trek IV. At the beginning of Star Trek IV, they don't have the Enterprise anymore. They're on their way back to Earth.
1: Voyage home. They
0: know they're about to get fucked because they violated Starfleet law. And uh, all of a sudden, this massive probe, like a gigantic ship, comes over the planet and starts broadcasting this signal. No one can understand what it is, but it's ripping the planet apart.
1: Like Earth planet? Yeah. No. So
0: the Enterprise crew in the Klingon Warbird, which can cloak, by the way.
1: Ooh, invisibility cloak.
0: Yeah. Gets to Earth,
1: and they're like, what the fuck is going on?
0: Our planet is being destroyed. So Spock starts going through whatever signal that ship is making and discovers that it's a signal very close to that of the mating, uh, not a mating call, but the 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 call, the undersea calls of the humpback whale. Mm.
1: Unfortunately,
0: in this future, because whaling was a big thing at the time, uh, whales are extinct. <gasps> and so, because the ship is not getting a message back, it doesn't realize it, but it's destroying the planet.
1: No. So what the Enterprise
0: realizes they have to do is, well, the Enterprise crew realizes what they have to do is go back in time
1: and make get orca some whales, sounds.
0: No. No. Okay. Great. <laughs> that great, would be great. the most ineffective. We're is, Spock.
1: I would have been great at that.
0: All right. I think we did it. Back to the future. No, they have to get two humpback whales to bring back to the future to to a answer the things call and b repopulate the the. the okay, you
1: literally whale. can't repopulate a species with just two. You can try. You, you no, know, there. I mean, that's huge. genetic mutations. This is a couple abounding. of hundred years
0: into the future. You can get their DNA and make more.
1: Nice. No. Yeah, you Anyway, can. fine.
0: Anyway, so what they do is, and I don't know, I should have researched it to see if this is actually, because usually the thing about Star Trek is most of the time when they try something, it's based in some sort of science fiction theory. Right. So what they do is they fly around the sun at a certain speed. Oh! And it takes them back in time to the 80s.
1: Oh my gosh. So the rest
0: of the movie is comedic, you know, fish out of water, like, hey, we're from 200 years in the future. Oh my Here gosh. So 1980s. it's like Galaxy Quest. Kinda. It's the, it's everyone says it's the funny Star Trek movie. Oh I
1: like it. Um Oh I like this.
0: It's a real. it's fun.
1: Okay, I should watch it.
0: It's a lot of fun. And and you know, there's a lot of comedy the from voyage the fact that,
1: home. Yeah.
0: And there's a lot of comedy taken from the fact that the ship can cloak. You know, they, they just park it in Central Park and cloak it and then mm-hmm. get out and like go exploring.
1: In their weird outfits.
0: Yeah. They, they, they change clothes but there's a lot of like slang and references they don't get and
1: I see it's, it's
0: cute it's a cute movie 80's fun so that's I mean I could go into so much more detail about Star Trek pop culture right but that's the most I'm gonna have on this episode.
1: <laughs> cool. So all of these so far that you've given have been the single changeable timeline where yes. people go back in time and are fixing or changing the timeline that they are in, uh, and that they are creating change. And those changes kind of ripple out. Into I the suppose,
0: future. yeah. Now Star Trek Four never got to the we have changed the future somehow. Oh, that's timeline. true. They're just
1: like I stole a humpback whale right. and now I'm bringing but it back. Technically.
0: With me. That would have to happen.
1: If they went back in time and took two
0: whales that were supposed to stay there.
1: I guess if they were, it would have been the single changeable timeline if they went back in time and were like, we're going to make it so that humpbacked whales aren't extinct. Right. Then it would be a single changeable timeline. But they basically were just like, we're going to change it. Okay. I love it.
0: We might end up having to split this episode into two.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Where are we at?
0: 52 minutes. Part two. Um, Well, what do you want to do? Do you want to do more science?
1: We can we can do more pop culture if you're feeling up to it.
0: I, I mean, I could talk about it for hours, but I want to like do a good back and forth if you got more science you want to get into. Oh,
1: I mean, like I can talk about like the different time travel theories if you want. Yeah, let's do that. Cool. Um so yeah, we kind of talked about the single changeable timeline yes. a bit. Um then the many worlds interpretation yes. where like you can't go back in time and kill your grandfather cuz it just starts a new parallel right. universe timeline. Um there's another one that's like whatever happened happened. This, this idea is that, like, you can go backward going backwards is possible, but the time travelers cannot change anything because it already happened. Like, you you literally, like, yes. it's impossible to tweak or, Which, do, like, no matter how much you try, you can't change It doesn't pop next. up
0: in sci-fi much because it's much more interesting and dynamic and dramatic to, have to things see change. the future change. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but it's just kind of, like, people who, like, can't. Oh, I'm trying to turn the water, Mm -hmm. but it's like it's rusted shut Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know? Um, And then this thing that we kind of talked about earlier, this limited travel that some physicists believe that going backwards in time could be possible, but only as far back as the exact moment when the machine or the wormhole that made it possible was built.
0: You know where I heard that from? Where? Do you have anything on Ron Mallet?
1: Nothing on Ron Mallet.
0: Well, if you want to keep going, when you get back to that, I mean, you got other...
1: They, that to. is my last, like, amazing theory. Well,
0: because he basically is working on inventing a time machine. <gasps> He's a professor at the University of Connecticut. Ron. Uh, and here's the thing. and this is Oh, my gosh, because if
1: he builds a time machine now yeah. that possibly works, we could bring then we from, could bring people back to when the time machine was built. Which is also
0: an answer to the question, why don't we have people from the future all around us right now? Because we don't because have we time machines. An, we haven't invented a time machine. Yet. This is amazing. But this is the interesting thing with him. So he's a, he's a real smart guy. Um, again, Black History Month, African American. Yay! And, uh, he uh, his father died when he was very young, and so he spent the rest of his life trying to figure out a way to go back and either see his father one more time or save him from whatever was. going I am happen.
1: going to cry, Evan. I mean,
0: it's it almost makes me cry, but it's not quite Batman's father sending Batman a note from the from a different. Oh, timeline. you're
1: right. Yeah, that one made me sad too. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, how amazing that he's just like, I, this is, this is changing the course of my life. This right. makes me want to do this.
0: So he started experimenting with light and light okay. particles because what he realized is that light can affect gravity. And if light can affect gravity, then it can affect time.
1: Right. Because gravity, what is gravity but like bends in space time?
0: Right. So, uh, using Cosmic Strings, which I think we're going to talk about in a later episode.
1: Cosmic Strings? Cosmic Strings. I'm going to write this down.
0: Uh, he was able to sort of, his 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 idea is, and he has a model of it, and it's not what you think. It's not like the H.G. Wells time machine, or really any time machine you've ever seen. It's certainly not a DeLorean. Because what he realizes at some point during his research is, we probably won't be able to send ourselves physically back in time right but here's his idea and i think it's pretty brilliant i can't wait so he has these flickering lights that twist space and time uh and he has a machine that he, he had this model that looked like a an old-timey it was about the size of an old-timey radio that you would have on your desk if okay. you were a hard-bitten detective in the 50s
1: nah, 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 nah. <laughs> yeah
0: and uh he had this thing set up in the middle and you could see all these little lasers going back and forth okay on it And basically, when he notices the flickering of the light can change the gravity, he can say, okay, well, if we can control the gravity, we can control time. This is just a model. His actual prototype, the thing that he wants to make, he says, and this is a quote. I love this. It's the length, it's the width of a human hair, (gasps) and inside it has 10,000 lasers. Oh my gosh. That are constantly being fired to sort of twist the fabric of space and time to where he hopes to be able to send subatomic particles back in time that ah! is his hope and that is what he thinks he can accomplish now you go that's really cool but what does that mean for us if we can never send ourselves physically back in time and he goes information
1: right and that's what i was just thinking because like now they can put dna they have like all of the words worlds like books in mm-hmm. this one strand of dna if we can do that we can be like subatomic particle mm-hmm. have all of shakespeare's works on it bloop, bloop.
0: or if you know something bad is gonna happen
1: <gasps> warn the duke
0: warn the Duke warn the Duke Ferdinand we never have or Archbishop Ferdinand we never have World War I
1: oh my gosh
0: but, but that's the other question but then he was also the person that goes if I were able to build this thing which I think I can I would never be able to go back farther than the day I invented the machine
1: no that's true
0: cliffhanger continued next week in part two time travel we hope you got lucky tonight